You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank. We got the chef, the chef, the master chef, super chef, chef turtle. What's up, Neil? Just chilling, just chilling, enjoying the morning. How's your day going? I'm going to toss a brain stumper at you, which is if a genie gives you three wishes and you give one of, if, if, if a genie gives you three wishes and you can't use one of your wishes for more wishes, can you give your rest of your wishes to another person to give you more wishes? No. What? Because the whole concept of wishing for more wishes would be null and void for anybody. But if it's not giving yourself more wishes, it's giving someone else more wishes. It's a loophole because I don't think they expect you to really think about maybe benefiting someone else's life. They only think about you're going to be selfish and use them on yourself. That's the whole point of Aladdin. At least that's what I got out of it. I get that, but when you would transfer it, wouldn't the genie transfer to that person and then those rules still apply, not necessarily just for themselves, but all around? There's, the limit has always been three. There's always a trick to something. There's always a scam. Yes, there is always a loophole, and that is a good good question on that. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm curious. I've possibly contemplated more about things than I've ever had in my entire life. And I don't necessarily think that's a problem. I know people say you can overthink things, but I think. Oh, you can definitely overthink, but there's nothing wrong with certain aspects. I just think you start to realize where the kind of the BS is, you know what I mean? And you start to realize that it's littered throughout everything. It's so hard nowadays that whether you want to be an entrepreneur, I talked about it before entrepreneurs wasn't like before the pandemic, the whole world was like, we're pro entrepreneur. And then all these people took this journey during this pandemic. Like, I guess this is a good option to try. And they realized how hard it was and they feel like they failed. And then maybe it was a disguise. Maybe it seemed like the world is pro-entrepreneurs, but really it's owned by corporations. Well, the reason you fail is because you don't keep going. What about the money, though? What about the money? What about the money? Imagine if someone's trying to pursue a hot sauce career or a hot sauce passion, but everything is a patent and another patent and another patent and another patent. Next thing you know, he's about $15,000 in the hole and realizing that he has no more money to spend. Okay. I get that concept. And I, I won't say I've been to that extent, but I'm already in that depth of, I have thrown everything I've got at it, but if I stop, I'm a failure. If I keep going and finding different free routes that I can do it in and keep building that, it can work. But Amazon freaking just completely took out USPS. Like they're the postal service and they're all like, we're going to get there when we get there. I'm like, I don't think I need that in my packages. I'm just going to go to the guy who's doing the two day shipping. And plus he's got some pretty good black Friday and cyber Monday deals that I'm looking to check out. And USPS is like, look, Amazon offers you a drone delivering your package. You know what we offer you? We offer you a person who's slightly out of shape, walking up to your doorstep, wearing very high cut shorts and a shirt. I get that concept, (laughs) but also Amazon doesn't deliver letters. Amazon doesn't do that kind of stuff. So 
Yeah, that's a scary thing, though, is like during it's coming up to Christmas time. So you're going to have a lot of people that are like, just like, can I get a job working for FedEx and all that? And it's like, you just want the job. Yeah, I just I'll be done after Christmas is over. It's like, why do you want the job? Then you realize they're probably going to be sorting through your packages. The uh, seasonal jobs, there's a lot of people that go into it for extra money. So when I was doing my when I was working at the barbecue place during the seasonal stuff, I would go do stone fountain installations because it was only during certain times or pick up different side jobs at night. I just, it's so hard for me to trust these anything. I mean, that's the most protected packaging that. as possible, but like when it comes to money, man, people do so much crazy things for money, man. Even so, people do crazy things for a flat screen TV. Well, I've, I've been watching a lot of those black Fridays uh, <laughs> deals <laughs> on YouTube, the black Friday brawls. They're great when you watch grandma get punched in the larynx for a TV. You're like, oh, my God, this is horrible. But Jesus, did she not take a hit like a champ? I seen it. What was it? One lady walked up and stole somebody, some other lady's cart and just walked <laughs> off. And the lady that stole it was like twice the other lady's age. It's I don't know. Was, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, I'm surprised they did it earlier than the actual day. I'm actually happy that they did because I always thought it's so weird how they always make it like a show. Like, they they know they could do it any day of that week, but they make it to a specific day because they like to see people get trampled on in stores. They just don't want anybody to die. <laughs> I think they should just do sales throughout the whole month. This week, we're doing all this stuff on sale. This next week, we're doing all this stuff on sale or this section. And then so you can get all, you know, four different sections of your store, but they're on sale each week. Well, deals started because a person was sitting in a board meeting, like, how are we going to increase sales? And you're like, what we do is we put a special code, say one price is $3. You say two for six. It's a yellow sticker that says two for six, but if one original price normally is $3, it's the same thing. You're just getting another one, but they're like, don't, it doesn't matter. The sticker really captures their attention and brings them in thinking they're getting a deal. That's how we'll increase sales. They saw a skyrocket in sales. And now it's like so fast paced where everybody's attention span or everybody's all zoomed up to be like, I got to get this before everyone else does, which means they're going to trample over. Hell, half the time you could take a video of yourself running around a corner or running around on campus or wherever you want to go running around in public. People just think that you're chase, you're getting chased. So they run with you. It's that same type style, which I think more people need to live the kind of easy pace life that you kind of do, which is just about like, you know, let things work itself out. Like, I think you're probably more in belief of existence of everything comes together when it's supposed to come together. And I think a lot of people can't even fathom that concept. Oh, yeah. Well, there's I have so many different angles that I work with, with what I do with my job, my career that there's a lot of times I can't control what's going to happen in this section. So I have to stop pushing on it and it will just fall let itself fall into place while I'm working on this other avenue. You have to, if you can't push it any farther, you just have to forget about it for a minute and start working on another route in your life. And that will come into play. Do you ever question things like anything you really think deeply upon, like anything you really Every speculate? Day. What, what exactly? Give me, give me a scenario. Is what I'm is what I'm doing as a career really helping others? Really going to change the world? Really going to impact people in a positive manner? Or am I wasting my time? Like I know I'm helping people, 
but looking from the inside out, it's a lot more different than looking from the outside in. I think that statement that you just said, probably even if it's on this podcast episode, is going to resonate with a lot of people because even me, I also don't know if this is affecting anybody, even though I've heard good comments on it. I just think we base our decisions and our judgment on the necessity or the looks of things that we see on TV. And I don't think that's how we should be doing it. Whether your channel affects one person or affects a hundred people, it's good, fun things to watch. I mean, when I watch your YouTube channel, like I'm not trying to give you a, a giant compliment or stroke your ego, but it's like fun, professional type cooking shit for people who want to get stoned and eat awesome food. And I think that's important to have out there. Now, is it necessarily affecting the world? Let's be a realistic, probably not, but it has the grasp to, it's just about when. Right. I'm just trying to help break that stigma in a sense. And Show people that if you do your research, you can find a lot of good attributes with this with this plant and a lot of good healing benefits. There, um, there's a there's major healing benefits to it. I, I'm not a pot smoker. I don't really do it anymore. Um, but even with the fact of now some of these CBD and like hemp stores are selling psilocybin mushrooms, um, especially in Detroit, for instance, I was there talking to people who were trying to get that movement started and watched it kind of unfold. I think slowly it's going to break down the stigma of these types of drugs, but necessarily, I don't think you should be using it to get over the low points in your life. I think you need to be using it in a more beneficial way of finding clarity, such as like DMT, DMT, peyote, and all these crazy psychedelics were taken by native American people for giant spiritual transformations in life and kind of awakenings, not because they had a shitty day. You can take pot for a shitty day, sure, but I think necessarily that opens up the door for you're never going to change the day. You're just going to keep living the same repeat, going back to the same thing to take away your pain. I think you need to take it for more spiritual clearance in a way, like how you kind of do, for instance, if you smoke weed and chill out on a hammock or if you smoke weed and do a live video and do a cooking video, you're still doing something beneficial to your life. And for necessarily, if you open up that door for just because it's there, you should do it. You're now like, there's a lot of people that just want to use the pot to make the pain go away. And I'm like, you can't do that. You got to understand is that the same situation is going to keep repeating. Now, physical pain is different. If you have a back issue, that's pot can take care of that quick. But emotional kind of issues as well, too. You need to focus on if your life is the same shit every single day and you're wondering why you're miserable, you need to get yourself out of the mud. Don't look for something to do that for you. It's supposed to help you. It's not supposed to be the cure. Yeah, I agree with that for the most part. Um, in the sense that if you have a shitty day, smoking pot doesn't necessarily help. Um, two parts to that one it does help to those that are like overthinkers or high anxiety or depression or something it'll help slow that down so they can start comprehending everything that's going on the situations and maybe make better decisions so in that turn it can actually help efficiently because they will be slowing their thought process down to a point of being able to comprehend each scenario that just happened and then maybe learn a lesson from how they acted or reacted in that and not do it again. Well, it, it helps the day. Yeah, is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the day is going to keep repeating the same style of problems if you don't change the scenario yeah, that you're oh, in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I think I pot's probably one of the 
it, it definitely helped me take kind of like, I think we talked about before on your first and second episode was that helped me kind of see that sunglasses got pulled from over my eyes where I got to see everything a little bit more clear and take in certain moments, which I will never unsee. It's kind of like smoking one cigarette. You smoked a cigarette. So you're never can unsmoke a cigarette. You can stop smoking, but you know what that taste is like. You know what I mean? I've seen what being high is. I've noticed the things that I overthink, the things that I think really, really deeply about contemplating why money exists. You start to realize that you might necessarily get more clarity out of it, but doesn't mean it needs to be an everyday thing. Like you have to keep doing it to keep that feeling. You just got to understand it's, it's a beneficial tool to help bring an upright to your system, which I'm pro drugs, any drug, really, as long as you're not destroying your life or anybody else's, I think everyone probably works differently. Brain reacts differently. Things pot makes me feel like I'm on a psychedelic trip. Um, for a lot of other people, it makes them feel like it's just a cool thing numbing makes it feel nice like the world seems more colorful than it actually is and i'm pro that as well too but you gotta understand the deeper core thing which is that i think thoughts a lot of people use pot to make thoughts go away i don't think that's what it's there for i think it's there to help you realize something deeper about yourself which is like why meditation i also think is important i didn't ever meditate but I think that the way that it makes your brain react, depending on how you're thinking in that moment, that reaction is always different. And I really fucking find that fascinating. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, for myself, I, um, I smoke, continu not continuously, but I smoke every day. Um, if I don't, if I'm running around doing a lot of stuff, I'll take my CBD tincture or something for my pain. So it's not the tetrahydrocannabinol aspect of it for the psychotropic effects, but you're still getting the pain relief. So being able to consume daily for like you were talking pain wise is something that's going to be inevitable for a lot of people. But if they go without just on a regular person who smokes every day and then they don't have any, how do they function? How, how does it affect them? Are they able to just be normal and be regular and still be happy or are they using it as a crutch? Yeah, that's a, that's a the weird pondering question. That's a weird part. I have someone who I've basically known like my whole entire life talked about how like he just really is upset that he started smoking pot at such a young age and has kept doing it like every day, three times a day over and over and over again. And I asked why. And it was like, because it seemed like it kind of distracted from the main point of like the pursuit of life. And I was like, what do you mean the pursuit of life? Like, did you use it in a bad way? He goes, no, it was more about just fucking around and having fun rather than pursuing like a career like a lot of people do. And I go, well, I just think that means you have a different option or avenue for career. See, people base their depression or base their value in what they see as what would be considered professional. What the fuck is professional? You're technically a professional uh, infusion chef. That's not a doctor degree, but I guarantee you, you'll, you'll get more attention than any of those fucking doctors will. <laughs> I love what I do, but it, at this point, it's just a brand new industry. So there's no way to get those uh, degrees or anything in it yet. It's the, the idea of what professionalism is back 10 years ago compared to what professionalism is now it's two different standards and i think people need to start realizing that they have more vital options of pathways in life to go to you know you were told that you had freedom as a kid you were told that you could be whatever you wanted to be but why was society limited to something that gave you a lot of money to be able to survive shouldn't it just be 
do what makes you happy, whether it's a good steady $50,000 a year or whether it's $80 an hour. I don't know. If you only work two hours out of the year, then what are we basing your value in? It's crazy how many kids my age are going to college and getting their master's degrees now and doing all these things. And I'm kind of just doing the podcast where it goes back to what you said. Am I, what I'm doing, is that really matter to some people out there? I think it definitely has gotten them through some moments. It might've caused some pain out there too, but am I happy with what I'm doing? Yeah. Am I considerate of what I'm doing? Try and be at least correctional as possible when you're talking conspiracy theories. But when you look at the value of what's my information and intelligence based through conversation, based on the information that someone got from a degree, I think the standards of the world need to start paying attention to the realist aspect, was it? And that is the aspect of what it taught you as a kid. And that is be what you want to be, be what makes you happy. Make sure that you're comfortable in your own skin, because I feel like a lot of people can't say that they are. I, I can agree on that. Um, I mean, even myself growing up, I wasn't happy with who I was inside behind closed doors. A lot of, a lot of us weren't, we all have insecurities. Um, but yeah, do what you love to do, do what you have a passion to do. If you, you can be anything you want, you want to be a podcast host. You want to be a gamer on the gaming sites. You want to write books. You want to teach classes, whatever you want to be, you can do that. My job wasn't available when I was a kid. So what I'm doing now, nobody ever fathomed it would be, uh, you know, somebody's teaching infusion workshops with cannabis. Back when I was a teenager, that wasn't even imaginable. You would have been arrested for even the thought. Yeah. So and now I'm able to do a few of my passions and put them all together. Cooking, cannabis, making people happy, motivating people and teaching people. What um, What's a goal that you got lined up? You got to have something uh, I've down got a, books. I've got a book coming out very soon hopefully in a couple of weeks um so that's one goal that i'm about to reach um we have been starting some givebacks so setting up places to do clothing donations and um cooking food and feeding the homeless and things like that community cleanup so getting those started has been a big goal of mine that's finally starting to get those first few steps in um helping vets uh helping vets basically get the knowledge that they about cannabis not just for smoking purposes but for infusions the medical benefits and get them off a lot of those psychotropic drugs that are doing more harm than good not saying you know cannabis is going to help every single person because it won't everybody's different uh, but a lot of them, it'll definitely get them off of a lot of those psychotropic meds for PTSD and things. And the cannabis is a more healthy way to deal with that. I've seen both effects, good and bad. And just all the good things that I've heard from the veterans that I deal with on the transition is phenomenal. Well, Going need, from 30 pills to one plant. They just need a recovery outlet because the um, idea of a veteran for a lot of kids my age or younger is not a good idea. It's mostly a homeless person or someone going crazy on a bus just because all the videos that it's been littered with the market. Those are the most attention seeking ones. And they're not all like that. But um, Oh, no, no, not at all. I think that's also 
maybe it's not just their PTSD, but maybe it's also the effect of the drugs as well, too. Because a lot of these things, if you check the ingredients that are in these pharmaceuticals, it's about getting ramped up to like a point of aggression at high levels. I mean, just eagerness, uh, fatigue, you're tired, you might be acting a little bit crazier than you would be, you know? And I start to realize like, how many people in society have we just written off as like, oh, that's that people or those people. Maybe they're just like medicated on something that might have a symptom or something that we just don't understand yet. And the best thing on cannabis is those, those kind of side effects are, are pretty much null and void. You're not going to go into a blind rage because you smoked a joint. I don't think I've ever seen that in my life. <laughs> Unless you got like oregano in your weed or something, then you might lose your shit. Well, I mean, if it's something spiked in it or something, that's a little different. But just regular cannabis, you're going to go to sleep. You're going to relax. You're going to be happy. You're going to eat. It'll, it'll calm you down. It might make you a little paranoid depending on the strains and the way it works with you, but it's what not going to be so intense. What, um, what's the difference? I'm trying to look up. What's the difference between weed and hash? Cause I think I might've been smoking hash all the times. So I thought I was smoking weed. Weed would be the flower of the plant. Hash would be uh, the collected trichomes uh, compressed together. So which, what's the different side effects of it? Why does every time I talk about a high story, everyone's like, did you try mushrooms? I was like, it wasn't mushrooms. It was, I think it might've been hash. Well, hash averages around uh, 50 to 60% uh, cannabinoid content, whereas your average flower is about 20%. So the intensity of the high would be a lot more. About like, like taking a two dab. and a half times, pretty much. Jeez. Dabs would be a little bit higher up on that scale, uh, 70 to 90% cannabinoids. But if you've never really smoked much before, hitting smoking hash would definitely get you ripped beyond belief. What's can you, can you uh, so I can just relate to something? Can you give me a too high experience? Do you ever have one where you got super, super uber high? So I made some uh, infused, what was it? It was some infused cheesy broccoli noodles. Uh, this was when I was like 20 in my early twenties and I got so high that I actually got nauseous. I started sweating and ended up puking. Yeah. That happens a lot to me when I always um, got high. So that was probably, or, you know, the room will spin a little bit. You'll get that kind of drunk high as they call it because everything's spinning. You're just nauseous. You're just not feeling good. Um, so I've had a couple of those experiences where I've been way too blasted on it. At least I'm not like a psychopath. I'm not the only one experiencing that. Jesus Christ. Oh no. Half we the time you feel like you're in a dimension that doesn't exist. I was like, if anybody put my brain on a family guy episode, I can make you 15 seasons right fucking now because I'm losing my shit inside. But then on the outside, you're like trying to talk and you can't remember what words to say. If that ever happens, my advice to anybody have a high dose of CBD tincture. Uh, take a high dose of CB, straight CBD, and it'll help level you out. Hmm. You will go from out of control high to pretty much back to reality within 15 to 30 minutes. Does it ever amaze you what your brain can think of when you're on it? Does that just lead you into deeper capabilities of what probably the brain holds? Because I've been questioning more about my like existence, but also the brain as well, too. I think that it's more powerful. Like your dreams are linked to like the afterlife. I'm like, so does that mean your dreams? Like you can somehow reach that level of consciousness. 
So how can you get to that level and can you create or can I get superpowers? That's all I want to know. Can I fucking manipulate time around me? (laughs) (laughs) I have always wondered that. (laughs) I've always wondered how far you could push your brain. Um, I, I read somewhere years and years ago that anything they make in a movie has already been done 10 years prior to that movie coming out. Um, I don't I don't know about like you know, science fiction and stuff like that, but artillery and things like that, they won't show it once it first comes out. But 10 years down the road, they'll put it in a movie. Um, um, Men Who Stare at Goats by with George Clooney, that was based on a real government project called Operation Jedi, which was creating psychological warriors in our military where they would drug them with LSD. It actually got to a point where a dude started firing a live gun in the middle of the training campus, then ended up shooting himself in the head. Um that was there's a bad reaction to lsd but they do psychological tests they're actually starting to talk about revamping that up in other countries just because there might be capabilities to the human mind where they understand other dimensions now man there's people that think on a different wavelength a different frequency why when i think of you you can think of me then you send me a text like hey how's it going man hope you're doing well i was just thinking about you there's no coincidence like that. That's a type of synchronicity, man. That's something with our brains that have some type of like internal messaging or coding in it. Getting in tune with your actual body and knowing the way it reacts to different vibes, different situations and things, trusting, as they say, your gut instinct. If you get that, oh, this is not going to be a good scenario, get yourself out of the scenario. If that thought even crosses your mind, just leave. Um, cause nine times out of 10, when you think of all the bad scenarios you put yourself through, how many times did you think about did that thought, oh, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this, but you still kept going. Even if it was just for a split second, how many times in those bad scenarios, right before it happened, did you think to yourself, oh, I should not be here. You got a bad gut feeling or whatever. And then all of a sudden, boom. Well, it leads into my theory about like, there seems to be a piece that's missing of us. And I think throughout history, if you look at any type of history, there's always been talks of psychedelics, religion, and then like kind of governmental kind of things. The two things that still have remained are religion and the government, but psychedelics is just wiped off where now it's getting a second look at again, where everyone's like talking about bringing it back and making it more. It was known throughout our history to explore those types of realms. So maybe this, maybe pot not really makes you more alert but awakens those primal instincts where it's like your sense of like, you're in a bad situation, time to get out. It awakens those primal kind of senses and kind of really recognition that kind of get numb based on the society that we live in now. It's so comfortable to survive. You don't need to worry about someone trying to kill you. Maybe in some places or some cities, sure, but not on an essence of like a giant woolly mammoth is going to come and spear you or saber tooth tiger is going to kill you no because you can easily go to the grocery store and get food and most of the time people just worry about what they're going to watch next on netflix yeah (laughs) i hear you on that one very true everybody's just concerned about watching tv and who's doing what in society they're not really a lot of people i've noticed are more into the drama aspect than worrying about what am i doing what can i advance in what can i learn what can i transition into i think we're all at fault at some points to reflecting or blaming something else for the way our lives have turned out but i try my best to recognize when i do do it like i know the government probably keeps you a lot from who you're supposed to be but i can't blame them i can laugh at it i can let it not anger me but 
my decisions that I make in my life have to also be my own as well, too. And the viable options that I have might get skewed smaller or might be littler. But the best thing that I can do is just try and be the person that I feel like I'm supposed to be inside, much like how you try and be who you are. Anything that is what you talk about or what you do is authentically you because that's your brand. That's who you are. And the best part about being under your brand is that you created it. So it's a piece of you. It's not Coca-Cola. It's not Pepsi. It's not some type of company that just gives you a name tag that says, I, hello, my name is Pepsi or Coke, which they do. They don't identify you as a fucking name. You're Chef Turtle. You're Neil. I'm no different than I am on social media, in person, at the events. If you hang out with me at just a friend get together, I'm the same person as I am at a cannabis event or a car show event that I'm working or on live TV, on a live video or on my YouTube stuff. Some are a little more happy go lucky than others. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't want to be in, pretend to be something I'm not. Um, I, it would be a lie. It would be a facade. So why not be the, the easiest thing and be me? Nobody else can be me. So, well, it's like the same thing I do with my show. If I tried to ask you the question is that if you ended up having a terrible accident, God forbid, but they ended up trying to make a clone of you, if they could pull your content from online, all of your content, would it come back with the same person, your mother or someone in your family could recognize? No. What? Because it wouldn't have, and you're talking about just the content from all the internet stuff, pulling all that. All your live videos, all that. Yeah, you wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same personality because it wouldn't have all of my past history, all of that knowledge, all those memories, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly to give it that personality, full personality. Okay, I was thinking it would be able to replicate you in that moment of how you feel at whatever time you speak talk about the things that you normally talk about that would be recognizable to who you are if, as a person if it, if you would talk about replicating the exact concept that i that you would see online and all that stuff just all the happiness i it probably could do you ever feel like you have to be yourself more like even if you're having a bad day when you do a live video do you ever just try and let people know your energy is a little bit different Mm -hmm. actually um on some of them if i'm having a rough day i'll even let them know that i'm doing this because i want to start my day off right and it's been rough and i get a lot of interaction with people uh, most of the time half the people on there will be like i just joined because i was having a rough morning too and i wanted some smiles yeah or something it's a so, great there's a great video of a person holding a sign and it says if you're having a rough day give me a hug. And he has his eyes blindfolded. So he can't see so many people walk up and just hug him. And he's like, you having a rough day. And they're like, yeah, my grandma just died or this person just died. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And they hold the hug a little bit longer. And I'm like, that's the shit that I like to see. Cause as much as people talk about doing the things that they're supposed to be doing to be a good person, when you actually see it, it's a different feeling, man. Oh yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons I started doing my lives. Um, it made me happier on my bad days if I woke up wrong or just anxious or something. Uh, I started noticing a lot of people would be tuning in when they were having a rough day just so they could transition into a happier day. Um, so that makes me smile right there. I think you, when we talk about the question of like, are you doing a difference? Or are you making a difference? Or are you affecting the world? Or in a way, 
you notice you do that with the live videos, right? Even if it's affecting a person out there, you're changing the vibration because you're somehow getting energized, much like a conversations and energetic kind of transformation of energy. That's the craziest thing, dude, where I start to wonder, like, what is that? Like, what is that? If we could put that into a pill, what is that pill? What is what is that energy, that frequency, that vibe that we all get on to the same level? I don't It's just energy passes through everything good bad and ugly and if you put out good you receive good if you put out bad you receive bad um if you throw it on the internet it comes out like a hundredfold at you uh so if you ever notice if you do just a like a negative rant on social media and then all of a sudden you're getting hit with all these different bad situations that are pissing you off in every area goes hand in hand <laughs> i feel like if you definitely sit and wallow and shit expecting it to change it definitely doesn't change you know it's it's about making that move out of that thing but you know as pessimistic as i might sound at times i'm definitely the most optimistic but i just think i i, I question the realistic aspect of things i think the idea that there's supposed to be this level of normal that we all have to kind of agree to what's fucking normal man like I What's just normal for you is not normal for me. Exactly. That there is really no no normal. This idea of the new normal. I'm like there was never a fucking normal in the first place, man. Every single place is different. Every single lifestyle is different. Everybody is different. So that means we should have rules uh, with to kind of understand that. I think there needs to be more understanding. The open the third eye. I hate to be that guy, but geez, if that ain't true. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Uh, what is it? A friend of mine a, long, a while back told me uh, there's no bad people. They just make dumb choices. They don't think about the way it's affecting others. So if somebody cuts you off. They're not processing how it's going to affect who they cut off. They're just trying to get somewhere really quick. So they're more focused on themselves than how it's affecting everybody around them. Yeah, you get like in an isolated bubble at times. You just got to be careful, though, because sometimes I'm like, like I kind of trick myself to do the bad thing. Like I'm like, what is speeding breaking the law? Laws are that the laws that the government created, not things that we all just agree that it's okay. It's not even a rule. And then I start speeding. I'm like, hold on a second. This is how you get a fucking ticket. <laughs> That's like a $200 fine, man. Yeah. You don't need to be getting fine for that. <laughs> Quit speeding. But I, I, I think the way that you perceive things much like the way that you can hear something or say something, I think people funnel it through the way that they want to funnel it. And I necessarily don't think that's the way that the person might've intended it. Like assumptions, man, they are the trickiest road to walk down. I see people do it all the time, man. It's the craziest thing. Well, even like when somebody gives somebody else criticism, like they're just trying to help them out, whether it's good or bad manner. Uh, but most people take criticism with emotion. Uh, so it gets turned, like you said, perception of how they're interpreting it. Um, if you uh, play into your emotion while you're getting criticized, of course, you're going to go on to the defensive aspect. If you take that emotion out, you're able to go, okay, that's my fault. How do I fix where I'm fa failing? How do I fix where I'm not doing so well? Do you think people get scared or get nervous or get controlling to other people, not only because they might be upset with themselves, but maybe a concept of they're afraid that that person might be stopping them from being who they need or want to be. So 
because I'm noticing it a lot, like a lot of people policing other people. And I'm like, that comes from either a fear aspect or people looking at like self-projection aspects. So they're mad about something in their life and they're just projecting it on somebody else. Maybe. The control of power. Yeah, a lot of people love that fucking fear narrative, man. It's just, well, not even just that aspect of a fear narrative, but let's say I'm really mad about what I'm doing in my life, but I'm doing nothing to change it. So instead of doing that, I'm going to get mad at this person for something that they're doing. But in reality, I'm mad at myself and I'm just projecting it onto them, giving that anger to them. Or seeing someone without a mask and thinking that you're going to die because that person doesn't have a mask on. That happens so much, dude. I can look at it like this is fucking nuts, man. Like, just fucking stay away from me then. Don't talk to me. I don't care. <laughs> There's so many of those videos. It's People are looking to argue. That's the bottom line. A lot of those videos, people just, that's what they want to do. They want to argue. So they go into the stores just to find that person, just to have that argument. Yeah, that's creepy to me, man. That's I can't like, comprehend that. <laughs> that's someone who's retired who just needs another job or something. Like that just gets it, it, it mind boggles me because I see it a lot, especially at my work. I work at a gym. There's people that just come in wanting to call the cops to have it shut down just because we're not and like nobody's wearing masks. Any business is not requiring it anymore, but they're like, there's a new variant. You're gonna and I'm like, this is the media, man. The media has put you in a position where you're not really living your life anymore. And I don't want to blame things like I was saying before, but man, if it ain't damn true, dude, there's a lot of times that media has really stigmatized a lot of things in this world. And I think it's causing us to be in this chaos of like, I don't think people know who they are, not necessarily know who you are, Neil, but know who what our roots are. I think someone's keeping that information from us. There was a whole race of giants that are nobody talks about how did they go away so, researchers paleontologists don't know they just find bones of giants did we kill them off why are they keeping that from us i have no clue do dragons exist i've heard people say they might be comets uh i've heard a lot of conspiracy theories i've i've done dove down a few different rabbit hole rabbit holes just because it's interesting to me give me one. um give me one the well, i don't know if it's an angel society or whatever but inside the earth uh a pilot i don't remember when it was back in the 1800s or 1700 not be seven, but way back when flew his uh plane into the center of the earth through uh the north pole is this journey to the center of the earth with brendan fraser no 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 there's okay. uh he actually um his journal still exists so they in the documentary, they read from his journal of the things he saw down there, the people he saw, how it transitioned from he was flying upside down to right side up once he entered it and just weird things. That's a that's a good one. But it was way back when I don't remember. Probably, uh, what was it? I don't remember the date. Um, but yeah, that was a look up. Uh, Man travels to the center of the earth by plane through North Pole or something like that. Hold on a second. I got to look at this shit. Um, I've never heard this one before. I immediately think Brendan Fraser because I'm pretty sure that was. And they find the guy's (laughs) journal in the center of the earth, too. That's funny. But no, no, this is uh, this is fucking some crazy shit. When I watched that, there's supposed to be a sun in the center of the earth as well. The core. 
yeah it's supposed to be a sun that lights up everything and all that like it's it goes into some crazy stuff but for me it was just like it was very interesting and the documentary aspect was really well done and kept my attention because of the cool pictures and stuff that it would show the i think the only conspiracy that we're going to get uh probably i guess heard of is going to be um the ufo thing with the bill nelson thinking that our origins come from mars and it's like what okay i've heard that i'm just if if there is which i think there's life all of life all around outside of this uh, galaxy this planet and space all that um i'm just curious if i'm gonna be around to see any of anything like that or witness it so or if it's all going to be theoretic according to their claims polar explorer richard e bird and co-pilot floyd bennett fly over the north pole on this day in the josephine ford a triple engine Foker monoplane it would have been the first time an aircraft flew over the top of the world the pair had taken off from Spitsbergen, Norway, and reportedly covered the 1,545-mile trip to the pole and back in 15 hours and 30 minutes. The discovery in 1996 of the diary that Bird had kept on his famous flight seemed to suggest that he and Bennett may have turned back 150 miles short of the north or short of the pole because of an oil leak. If so, Italian adventurer Umberto Noble, American Lincoln Ellsworth, and Norwegian explorer who was in the 1911, the first person to reach the South Pole by land, would receive credit for the airship flight. In the polar exploration in 1929, he made his undisputed first aircraft flight over the South Pole. But where does it say that? Oh, so they're saying that he cut the, the, the trip in half by flying through the center of the, from the North Pole to the South? Mm-hmm. That's There's a few nuts. different... Dot like I won't say documentaries. I shouldn't be saying that, but conspiracy theory videos on YouTube. If you look up that exact stuff, and there's one I think it's like 45 minutes long, um, 35 or 45 minutes long. It's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Makes you question a lot of things because of that journal. I also question the space race as well. So I don't think we landed on the moon when that video was taken. I think we landed there later. Um, I just think it was an idea of what happens when people get into a competition is they just start to lie, man. They'll do anything to win. You see that with court cases. People will literally uh, blindly not look at evidence. I mean, that's why OJ's out. People just didn't want to believe anything. They didn't care. The glove didn't fit. You must have quit. They'll do anything they possibly can to deny the facts only because it doesn't represent their side. And people do that now. That's what's crazy is that the amount of lying that goes out on out there, whether it's politics or government. I mean, the Gislaine Maxwell trial is the one thing that's not being broadcasted and supposed to be lasting six weeks. That was the person that worked with Epstein. They're not talking about that at all, and they won't talk about it. And that's the scariest thing is that if you have enough money, if you have enough power, you can easily blind the facts from the public. And that's what gets me like insane. I think that's about that one that you just told me is probably up there with the Titanic conspiracy. Was that the Titanic actually was another ship? They replaced the name of it with the Olympia. But I talked to an underwater archaeologist who said that was BS. So, well, uh, <laughs> he's like, that's BS. I, I've seen that one too. And the insurance scam aspect of yeah. it. We're going to crash it, take the money, but still have it. But I heard a story about like people even say that the, there was no iceberg. But I heard a guy who survived 
from like falling off of the actual ship. Someone came back and saved his life as he was floating in the water. And he was like, there was a hundred percent an iceberg. <laughs> that was a hundred percent there, but you know, it's so crazy because with time it gets worse and worse and worse and it ends up being like nine 11 or JFK where you still don't have the answers now. I mean, to think that this whole COVID pandemic isn't going to be a conspiracy down the road. I mean, whether it's a profitable thing or whether it's, I mean, it's the most profitable pandemic ever, but why did the Omicron take out the stock market? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> like, There's so many questions. Of what if? What's going to happen? What's going to be the result of all these different scenarios down the line? And is the truth going to ever come out? Um, in our time, at least. Because down the road, the truth of anything will always come out. It'll always reach the surface, just like the sun and the moon. It will always come around. It just the question is when. When I, I'm more interested in the pyramid aspect. What about the pyramids? That they were um, used to used as free electricity for the entire, like the global aspects. That's why they're all positioned in different areas. God damn it! Um, <laughs> I I was about to be like, what is it built by aliens? I was like, I've asked Egyptologists. They all say no. Um, they were placed one. Like people think that the pyramids were all built at the same time. They were so far apart like hundreds and hundreds of years apart, people built them separately and it took them a very long time. And then actually people, if you look at the pyramids, a lot of like the pictures you see, if you get really up close to it, because they're such large scale, people don't realize how big they are. When you get up close to it, there's pieces of them missing because people took other pieces of pyramids to work on their pyramid. And it was like pieces being taken and scavenged from different pyramids, the pyramid, the pyramid. Um, but they were weirdly aligned with the constellations and ancient Egypt. And I think I don't want to get this wrong, but there's another civilization out there that were the biggest answers to why the dark or the phantom time hypothesis is wrong. And it doesn't make sense. So the phantom time hypothesis is that the King that was ruling in 700, like 83 AD, he wanted to rule in the new millennia. So the theory is that he got with the Pope, and the Pope at this point, religion had such giant influence. Any word he spoke, people thought he was a god that they falsified 300 years of dark history, which is the dark ages. King Arthur and all that never existed. They think that they lied and told a story to everyone to speed up the clock because time is just the construct of man. We all agree it's 2021. But if it, that phantom time hypothesis is real, that means we're in 17 something. So it's not really 2021 at all. And the star mapping was how they were able to prove that that's the biggest conflict with that conspiracy theories because they found star maps from 790 something that prove that this was this time period. So even if you boosted the clock, it would show that time span of a boost. Like, why are these people in 2021 and these people over here in 17? That's why we look at the Middle East and think they're so in the past is they're living at the right time. We're thinking we're 300 years ahead. It gets crazy, dude. You go in depth and you just get, uh, where am I at? You got to take another hit and fucking walk back <laughs> like, in. Like, let me contemplate this a little bit more. I got to stop watching this. But I love I love expanding my mind. I love learning new things for myself. I just I love a lot it of it's self-taught. 
I just wish someone was on TV. Like, I don't know, maybe like, just give me the fucking maybe like, I just want to hear that. So I'm always like, okay, okay. Like if I was a kid and there was a conspiracy show, dude, we all had that crazy grandpa or uncle that just rattled off about like Trump or something like that, or politics or some random bullshit that, you know, when you get a call from them, you're like, Jesus Christ, I got to block them from my Facebook or something, but they were important because they gave you like some advice. You're like, what? It's like, don't you notice that every lawn person has a bag on the back of their lawnmower? You know why that is? Is because they don't tell you that when the dead grass goes back onto the alive grass, it actually feeds back into the soil and creates even greener grass. And you're like, he's not wrong because if you check every lawnmower has a bag on the back of it, but I don't know about the rest of the shit he was talking about. Like, it's just a random thing. But they say something like that. You're like over there like, what? Like Alex Jones, biggest conspiracy person they call him out there. He's gotten everything right. He said that the frogs were gay. Turns out there's a certain type of chemical pesticide they're spraying on crops, makes frogs lose their genitalia and actually switch their genitalia. Essentially, exactly what he said, just not as crazy. Then his recent claim was that there were giant satellites in the sky, like Jewish stars. And they just put up a new video of one of these satellites in the sky. It opened up exactly like a Jewish star. <laughs> like, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like what is happening right now? I don't know. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of good questions out there there's a lot of things that'll make your mind go what the heck is going on it makes it more fun i agree i definitely agree on that because there's a, a lot of different concepts that you just like i got to get to the bottom of this there is no bottom to this <laughs> there is no ending to this barrel it dives you into insanity but if you could pick one thing that you could find the answer to what would it be what's in the mariana trench the bloop i wanna like the oceans um what's at the bottom of all the oceans i'm probably the biggest proponent of that too i don't care about space that much i care more about the oceans because i think there's probably an ancient i mean they just found a scorpion the size of a car seat like an actual car like driver seat they found one of those down there it's over 500 million years old they thought was extinct and i'm like dude there's got to be more shit like that down there that we got to find out like, don't get me wrong. I would love to explore space and see if the multiverse, uh, multiverse universe theory is true or, you know, all the different planets and all of that. But right now, I want to know what's here as well. I want to know what's all over the ocean, sea life, aquatic, everything. I want to travel, see all the forests, different. I want to know. <laughs> What about the idea? Imagine if it was flipped around instead of 90 or 70% of the world being filled with water, the water is where we live. So that means only 30% of the planet would be a place we can't explore, which would be land. That would be very interesting. There wouldn't be an overpopulation problem like we have now. Because right now we're only using 30% of land that people can live on and inhabit. We can't live underwater. So if you flip those numbers, 70% instead of being uninhabitable, now being habitable and 30% only being inhabitable, you'd have way more space. We would, you would all, oh, people would be fucking like rabbits, man. You could breed as much as you want. You don't have to limit anything. But the scary part is, is like traveling would be a bitch. Trying to travel from like here to like Vegas or the East Coast to West Coast is like a 12 hour flight. But fucking imagine if the world is expanded even more than that. Oh my God. Well, I don't know if Vegas would exist at that point underwater, but there'd be some concept of gambling. 
But if you weren't traveling through flight, you'd be traveling through like supersonic railways aspects that would just be shooting you back and forth. Or maybe the Futurama aspect, the tube theory. Yeah, until you crush into some people get stuck in water slides. You think that's not going to happen with tubes? <laughs> Probably, but it'd be good if you were like running into like a like I don't know, like a hot girl in front of you that slam right into that ass. But then at the same time, if you got like some dude that just gets stuck in a tunnel because he doesn't care about getting the double tunnel, he wants to take the single tunnel because he's afraid that he's gone up in pant size and doesn't want to admit it to himself. Then you're hitting that guy in the head. Now you both got concussions and you're in the hospital, probably in a coma for a year. You got to think these uh, through, Neil. I, I don't know how that would work. I just picture a board meeting with all these people tossing out ideas like, hey, guys, what's a what's a good idea or invention we can do? How about a spatula that sings to you? What? A Bluetooth spatula. You're in the kitchen. You're cooking stuff up. You get bored. You can't find your radio. Bluetooth spatula. That's a dumb fucking idea. And then one dude's like, what about a shower speaker? You're in your shower. It plays music and it's a waterproof speaker. That dude's a fucking genius. How many people sing in the shower but have their phone using their speaker in the sink? So it's louder. You're a genius, Johnny. Thank you. Next, we'll put Netflix in your shower so you'll never have to get out and you'll always be wet. That's how that shit goes, son. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Sharknado was just a board meeting on cocaine. People, oh, yeah. how many, uh, how many different movies of Sharknado are there? There's got to be like seven? twelve. There's got to be twelve. <laughs> and Tara Reed is in every one of them. I don't think I've seen any of them all the way through. I think I've seen maybe thirty minutes of one or two of them. I saw the best of one. I think where the guy had a chainsaw and a shark flew at him and he sliced it in half as it went through him and i was like all right that's bullshit i bet you that shark weighs probably close to a damn ton and there's no way your fucking 150 pound ass with a chainsaw is going to saw that bitch through like it makes you question more i don't know hey you know if that shark's just flying really you know fast enough and that chains that chain is going fast enough it's gonna just hit and split it's the reason I won't go into water parks anymore. And I used to work at one was after I saw piranha where they were infused into the water park. I was like, nope, don't even need to worry about that shit, man. Piranhas in the water park lines and you're swimming in the water and piranhas are just eating people. That would be intense. Trying to say these movies sounds like someone on like acid trying to describe shit. Like this will be a good movie pitch. All right. I'm going to pitch you a movie. Ready? A guy wearing a mask that doesn't say anything never dies might be a demon but there's you play this ominous musical piano beat behind it and then he just goes around killing people mostly his own family members you're like that sounds like a, a dumb movie really because it's the halloween series i wish so many i wish they had a movie not even a movie i guess a show that would just be in the basis of people's dreams like give me give me one of your dreams neil you got to have a dream that sticks into your head that you always think about and uh and <laughs> one of my dreams i fought off uh like some crazy samurais with knives and swords for hands and fingers <laughs> so you got the ninja turtle infusion with wolverine I don't know. 
Did you die in oh, it? Oh, I or? didn't have those. They had they had the knives on there. I just had regular hands. Like Splinter. Did like it was it was uh no, I didn't die in it. Um I ended up in a barn and then I woke up. What was the barn symbolized? I have no clue. I was on a farmland. They came, I fought, and then I woke up in a barn and then I woke up. It's <laughs> <laughs> the quickest synopsis I've ever heard of a dream. Um, I find that there's a lot of dreams. I feel like I, I've had a couple where I've died in them. And people are like, that's not good. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like, I remember I lived my whole entire life, had a family and kids and everything. And then I remember opening up a door. And then as soon as I opened up a door, I saw like feet. And then I saw a bright white light and I died. And I'm like, I guess that was someone shooting me in the head. Like, <laughs> that was just, that was my synapses of understanding that. Alvin the chipmunk tried to smother me and I woke up. <laughs> Wait, go back to that one. What do you mean? Why is the chipmunk like, smuggling you? I don't know. I was, Did you shit on their Christmas album? I was album? like nine or ten years old, but I remember <laughs> I just remember at the end of the dream, Alvin the chipmunk, and he threw a pillow over my head and he was smothering he was me. Big enough for the up. pillow? I woke up, my face was in the pillow, and I couldn't breathe. Jesus. What did you say? Why did, did you just come out of nowhere or did you insult? I don't remember them? any part of that dream other okay. than that part right there. <laughs> it was weird. Oh my, what do you think that symbolized? I don't, I was, I don't know. I didn't harm any animals. <laughs> yeah. I've been nice to, to chipmunks ever since, but I've never seen another Christmas special. <laughs> Some crazy shit. <laughs> think those are like i've had a i like having dreams but sometimes you pull something out of your dreams like i had a dream where i was sitting on a couch and there was just a staticky channel and i would keep flipping through the channels flipping through and flipping through and a voice would say i, I would like i had the remote i threw it on the couch and i was like there's nothing to watch and he goes you could have everything and still want more and i'm just like what and then it goes i give you any channel you could possibly want but are you ever satisfied and it's just like a deep booming voice like you felt it in your ribs and I was just like, God? And then it's like, I've gone by many names. And I'm like, oh my, like, I can't say, oh my, you, you know what I mean? So it's like this thought of like, holy shit, is this God that I'm speaking to? Then I woke up. But I've had like four religious dreams like that, and I'm not religious. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because I've been talking to a lot of cult people. I probably. Um, yeah, you but, have a lot of different people on your show <laughs> from every angle. Try and give you a variety. I don't know what else people want from me. Do they want, I could talk to Jesus, do an afterlife special. You can do all kinds of things. I don't think I you can make up Jesus. a little one. I wish I could animate you. That's what I want is to animate shit. I wish I had the ability to animate it. Cause I would get your dream of you getting choked by Alvin and the chipmunk and just animate it like a small little kid on his bed. And a chipmunk just comes up and tries to murder him. I thought it would be Theodore out of anybody. He looks like a fucking pent up piece of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> no offense to him, but I don't trust anybody with glasses and a blue sweater. That's fucking nuts. Oh, God. that's great. Well, Chef Turtle, what is your plan for the rest of the day? Uh, 
Today, I don't know. Tomorrow, I will be scouting out uh, a bunch of different areas for our next uh, give back and community cleanup. So that's tomorrow. Uh, today, I don't really have much. This was my main plan today, hanging out with a good buddy and just chit-chatting. And what's a positive message for someone out there listening? Don't let the rough times in life get you down. Uh, just keep your head up and keep moving forward. Even if you're making the smallest steps, it's still a step forward. It's really good. I'm very happy I, I've known you for, I think it's been two years we've been talking. Yeah, about just about. Yeah. Um, April-ish. April, May or something like that. It'll be about two years. So I, I need a chef turtle shirt. I actually have one in there. If I don't, I'll get you, in, I'll get you one on the next order for sure. I got to mail one out to you. Rep it on my show. I would have mailed you one of these hoodies, but they came out like crud. The quality of hoodie is good. Just the custom work wasn't the best. That looks pretty comfy. Oh, it is. It's definitely comfortable. Oh, oh Neil. Shit happens. The, the sun hit the stickers, the <laughs> sticky part. Um, but, uh, Neil, I appreciate getting to know you, man. It's been an awesome uh, journey. And I look forward to seeing how, you know, your business really grows and everything too. Watching your brand from when it was just a small little poster in your kitchen and you had the weed bandana to where it's at now where you got a bunch of merch, you're doing merch uh, market meeting stuff as well too. And then also giving back to the community, which is, you know, it's not out of the realm of your character, which I appreciate. I've been doing that my whole life. Uh, my family loves to tell this. My mom especially loves to tell the story on my 16th birthday. Uh, the only thing I wanted was to take all the money that we got, that I got for uh, my birthday and just go to one of the areas that the homeless were at and buy them all food with it. That's beautiful. And that was me at 16. So now I mean, you're making the food for my them. nature. Yep. Pretty much figuring ways out to help everybody. There's enough for everybody to have a little piece of it, you know, just keep growing, keep moving. Can I get a second helping of mac and cheese? No, because that first one had a lot of pot in it. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm but hungry. you can go in that line because that's the unmedicated line down there. There you go. You got options. <laughs> always, always. You have to have one and the other. Well, Neil, I appreciate you doing the podcast. I'll make sure I link all your links in the description. Uh, Chef Turtle for everyone out there watching. Keep it cool. Keep it frosty. And uh, top it off with a little Hershey's kiss. <laughs> All right. I'm thinking chocolate cake because your last video that you said you're recording. Oh, the uh, what is it? The infused chocolate sweet cakes. Mm, damn. And we just dropped a ch infused cheese dip uh, last Friday. It's the more you eat, the higher you get, the higher you get, the more you eat. It's a fucking double entendre. Right. I mean, we got everything for meats, drinks, sweets, and treats. Boom. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned for another episode of Out of the Blank. Stay tuned.